0: y'all well it looks like we're back it's episode 57 57 it's funny because i feel like we old in the game but we young in the game at the same time
1: i know i just felt this type of because at first i was really celebratory when i was in my 20s or the teens and then we got
0: 57 we 57 that's okay because
1: if i if i look half as good as the women that i see
0: at 57. At 57.
1: Like, Gabrielle Union, she's not 57, but ma'am, she is in her
0: she's 50. 47. She's, 47. she's 47? Yeah, I don't think she hit 50 yet. Are you sure? I'm almost positive. Go ahead and Google it, because I can't, because you know, I'll be click-clacking over here and whatnot. That's okay. I got us. Um, <clears throat> She
1: is 47, but still.
0: <laughs> but still, what? <worse. laughs> but
1: still. Thank you. But still, oh, I'm yes, absolutely have this. Because I still seen? bet at fifty seven, you gonna look how you look, look now. Right now. So still ain't no shade.
0: Don't you know? I'm like, I'll be looking at because you know, she'll um she'll record like her FaceTime or her, her face routines, like when she's going to get yes. when she's going to get a facial and whatnot. I'm like yes. I need to follow every single regimen. You hear me?
1: You know what? I have to give it was I have to give credit to Gabrielle Union and Viola Davis because it's because of those two women who were bold enough to put that canary yellow on their skin. That just makes me and canary yellow go together like white on rice. I, I mean know. that canary yellow on this melanin, chow pow. Boom, yeah, get you some. Get you some Fenty. Get get you some Fenty. Get the body body shimmer. Wearing some canary I'm yellow. I love that
0: from a nude shoe.
1: Girl, you will be out here looking like Edward Cullen. You know who that is? Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, not Edward Cullen. That's too far. <laughs> I don't think. You
1: remember when they went, they, when the vampires went into the sunlight? We're talking yes, I know.
0: Exactly you what you remember about. when the vampires
1: went into the sunlight and they were twinkling? That's who I want to be. <laughs> I'm so
0: feeling you. Are you standing?
1: I am standing. Okay, that's nice. I am standing.
0: Um, but it's it's quite a few people. Uh Regina King, Regina yes. Hall.
1: Me along. 40, love,
0: 40 Late 40s. Them. How? First off, let's
1: even skip the forties. I understand. Cicely Tyson is still working. Cicely Tyson, how? And Cicely Tyson is still looking gorgeous.
0: Like, what?
1: How old is Cicely? Cicely is almost 90 years old.
0: You sound in, um... Uh, she's 95 You sound in real old. New York.
1: Keep it pushing. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: she's 90, what, two? 95. 95! Bye. you know one of my good friends they're actually gonna go celebrate their um, great grandmother's um, birthday she's like she's either 90 or 94 something like that that's such a blessing
1: like cause at that point I'm ready to go I wanna go meet the savior because all my homies ain't here I know y'all having fun and I love y'all but y'all are new to the game I'm ready to go
0: Fuck that. I'm like Sisley in this bitch. My homies might not be here, but I'm keep I'm still kicking it with y'all. The no, people no, no, that no. I used Don't to... get me
1: wrong. You still gotta push through and, <laughs> and do well and still do everything that you want to do because it's still your life. And it's still, like I said, it's a blessing. But, yo, like, it's just me here. I'm the last person at the party.
0: I'ma be kicking it with Viola then. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to kick it with Gabrielle Union. That's why she's 95 and still alive. That's true.
1: She still got young sisters. Give back, y'all. Find y'all some young sisters.
0: And young sisters out there, keep us in mind. We're yes, not there so. yet, but.
1: Gabby, I want to be friends. Mm-hmm. Sicily, I'm trying to. I don't got no grandparents. What's
0: up? Okay. We about to get this show started. Because Keanu is <laughs> getting reckless. <laughs> I think I it's just funnier because I can see you. Whereas uh-huh. they were probably like, that comment that's really okay. wasn't that bad, but the interaction of it all is hilarious. It's okay. No worries. Well, hi guys. Hi guys. We're here and back for 57. We just went on a tangent about an age that we're really not. That's um, okay. That's all right. Um how are you? I am good. I'm good. That's I, can't good. Complain. I know I was just sharing with you about this program, um, leadership development program that I'm doing that I absolutely love. Um it's truly life changing. Like yeah. I can't I can't describe it any other way. Um, send, me some
1: pre- send me the presentations afterwards. They sent it out, for to me. It don't work like that.
0: <laughs> it don't work like that, sis. But because this is a program that is specific to Columbus, I can't wait until they really figure out a way to bring this to other cities because yeah. I'm pretty sure it's not. I mean, I'm sure other things are being done similar to this, but it's not quite this. Um, I love being in a room with other Black people, other Black professionals, like I'm amongst professionals that have yeah. doctorates and like yeah. but we all feel seen and so yeah. feel seen like Listen. as an individual, but we're all having that same experience. So we don't feel seen necessarily in the, in the aspect of a group as a collective, but we're all going through this journey for ourselves to be like, damn, that is right. me. Like you hit the nail on the head. Like I just went through that yesterday. You're right. Um, right. It's 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 really powerful for everybody to kind of have that experience together, but individually at the same time. So I am loving what I'm doing right now, Um, and it's keeping me sane. Cheers
1: to that, yes. Sanity.
0: So, because my session was on Friday, and it's like an all-day, like, workshop.
1: Yeah.
0: By the time last night rolled around and I knew I had to go back to work.
1: You said no. I had to pull. I
0: had to pull back to Saturday.
1: Because... <laughs> Listen, wait a minute. I'm, I'm not ready.
0: I'm not but no, ready.
1: I, I agree with you. What you said about being in those black professional groups. I remember I went to a conference in um, Kentucky a few months ago, and we had like a specialized group where there was all the African American professionals in my field in in the whole mm-hmm. country. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, even just. The, the mannerisms, the things that we're able to do, but still know we're professional. We never have to question our intellect and the, our capabilities because we can and still be lighthearted at the same time. Because we can't do that because we feel like we'll that'll compromise, you know, our intelligence. But there, like when I tell you, we started the meeting, everybody, the one lady, she walked in with her feet rep, like the start That's of the church that, walk. Mm-hmm. We know what that means. Yes. We all know what that means. And it's just like those type of moments to not even know a single person in the room, but but to be connected over something as minute as that. But it's just so cultural. Yeah. So, yeah those things are dope. Well, I'm glad you're doing well, sis. Yeah. What's
0: going on with you?
1: You know, I think I'm finally back on US time, so that's been fun. I'm still adjusted. Yeah, I feel I feel a lot more adjusted now after being gone for so long. Um, but I'm good. I'm good. I'm trying to wrap up planning my birthday weekend. That's coming up my 30th. That'll be fun.
0: When I tell you and I'm counting down the days.
1: Listen, I, that, that scares me though. Cause I feel like the expectation is high and I'm just like, I'm just trying to kick it.
0: Well, you know, you we'd know? be on the same wavelength. One.
1: Yeah, that's very true. Two,
0: this is an extended vacation for me too. Like, that's
1: very true so it's it means more than just my birthday
0: weekend I should be gone work. for 11 days yeah, 12, yeah that's true. whatever
1: okay so yeah I just I've been doing that you and then it.
0: it's
1: gonna be yeah good we're time. just gonna have a good time my whole I feel like my whole vibe this year is just go with the flow just come with me just just kick it have a good time enjoy it while it's good mm you know just just have a good time but yep. that's all i've been doing and um setting up my travel okay. for the spring but yeah that's all yeah so yeah that's it that's what's going on you have anything um to drink
0: um <laughs> so i do but i'm actually not going to drink it i okay well what did you of-
1: plan to drink
0: I planned to drink, because it was what was in the house, which is no judgment, because y'all know I love a sweet wine, um, was Moscato. And I started to pour it, and I promise you, like, I'm going to show you, it truly is a swig, but it is not on my food list. So I was like, I'm not going to drink it.
1: Stay disciplined. Plus, you ain't got no dessert with your dessert wine.
0: I don't give a shit about desserts. and des- Is the wine good, and will it give me a buzz? Well, right now you got you got gold. Yeah, so that's why it's, gold. it's not. I'm not gonna drink it, even though it's in my hand. I feel like I should just. I just hold it. Anyway, what are you drinking?
1: <laughs> well, I'm not just gonna hold my wine. I'm gonna drink it too. Okay. Um, I have some cabernet, which feels a lot like sweet wine. At this point, yeah, mm. yeah. My life is changing. Your taste buds. I know. Let's it's go always go
0: so and get here. all fancy.
1: <laughs> you know what? I didn't drink a lot when I was in France because I wasn't feeling well. Oh. So I think I had maybe two glasses of wine the whole time that I was there. Mm, gotcha. Yeah, girl. So it wasn't even that kind of party, but I did have a good time.
0: Damn.
1: I did have a good time. So, yeah, we're moving right along.
0: Yes, let's uh. Let, uh Let go ahead and share share the good news <laughs> with us.
1: So, the good news this week is,
0: it's it's more of a,
1: yeah, you'll get it. Anyway. Okay. So, does my sassiness upset you? Ah! Why are you beset with my gloom? Because I walk like I've got oil wells pumping inside my living room. By none other than the late, great, Maya Angelou.
0: Yes, sis. Yes, queen. Yes.
1: Yes. Listen, when I first heard that poem in its entirety, I remember that. Like, I remember that being very vivid for me and really trying to understand, like, what is this woman saying about this sassy black woman who got oil over her body? and She's supposed to feel good and voluptuous. And I'm just like, what is this? And now it just makes so much sense as to why she she wrote it. it. And I think now I feel like, you can start to embody it as a grown woman. You know, because at first you're just like looking at it. It's like, what is this? I don't know who I am. I figured this out. But now, it's, it's everything.
0: It actually, and you're probably going to uh, go into this. Um, When I first read it in its entirety, and I was young, it was like, I feel like I understood every bit of it. And I was like, <laughs> that's who I'm going to be. Like, I'm going to be that free.
1: Yeah. But that's Still I Rise, guys. If you don't know the name of the poem, it's Still I Rise by uh, Maya Angelou. So, yeah. So, you know, I picked uh, an excerpt from that particular poem because, you know, we decided that today we were going to talk about confidence and self-worth and what that journey looks like. And so I thought it was such a good time to talk about it, especially after Valentine's Day and after, well, not even after still being in Black History Month, at least for us right now. So I just think it's such a beautiful conversation to have, especially as just two black women Mm -hmm. and to really feel free to explore, to talk about our strengths. And the things that we do well, and and what that process may have looked like to get there, and what that process still is, because it's like it is a process, so it takes some time. So I thought that would be, you know, a fun way to jump back into things after Love Day.
0: Well, hit us with it. What I feel like you're gonna pose a qu- <laughs> dance queen. <laughs> <Thank> um, <laughs> I feel like you're gonna pose a question.
1: So yeah, I wanted to know. One, do you feel confident? And what does confidence mean to
0: you? <laughs> this is so ironic. I'm sorry. Because this is part, was part of the conversation in my workshop on Saturday was um, confidence. Um, and and the facilitator, she was doing one of those hypothetical, like, what does a confident person look like to you? You know, So everybody's shouting out things. So on and so forth. And she was like, yeah, if somebody were to ask me if another person was confident, I would be like, Well, it in, in what way are you referring to? Like right. it depends. Right. Because I could be confident, um, I could be confident at work and not confident at home.
1: it's very true.
0: Um, I could be confident in as a business owner, but feel like I'm failing as a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, so Going back to your question, I decided to put the glass down since I wasn't gonna drink it. Um, First choice. Am am I confident? I would say, in general, yes. Um, all day, every day, no. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're, it, it depends. To answer that, it depends on what we're talking about. If we're talking about um at work. Most days, I would say 90% of the time, but yeah. I I realize or I recognize that if I'm not confident it's because I'm not as informed about something. Mm. So if that's work related, like again, doing this program, I'm just very extra self-aware. Um, yeah. But I'm the type of person where like, I have to have the facts. So if somebody comes to me and they're just like, hey, this is what's going on. Um, What do you think we should do? I'm the type of person where I'm like, I need more information. So, well, tell me why this is. Tell me why that is. And then I can give you a more confident answer. But if you just want me to go based off of this snippet, um, I'm not going to be confident in the decision or the direction or advice that I give you. You know what I mean? Right, right. As a person, though, and as a black woman, I'm confident, but it can... um, it can waver sometimes. I'll be honest. Yeah. And I think that has to do with the spaces that we are, um, continuously in, especially professionally, where we're constantly having to prove ourselves. Right. Right. Prove my competence. Um, as much as you think you don't have to, you're always going to reach that point where somebody's like, nah, you do. Um, so in general, yes. Physical appearance. I'm just trying to like go down the list of like things that.
1: So I guess I'll ask you then. What is what does confidence mean to you? How do you define confidence?
0: I would define confidence as self-assured. Um, not cocky. Um, self-assured. And, and there's a, there's a sense of freedom and like ownership like this is who this is who i am and this is who i am unapologetically like and not not with the stubbornness of not being willing to change right um <clears throat> but just knowing who you are and i think that there are several things that like play into that whether yeah. it be your upbringing you know and when I say that, I mean, we talk about this all the time, like your environment, your family, you know, they play a huge role into that. Um, shoot, I just lost my train of thought, but yeah, so for shortness, uh, you know
1: you, you saying that I looked up the dictionary, the, the definition of it.
0: Oh, okay. Um.
1: And one of the definitions is a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own ability or qualities. But self-assurance was in mm. that description.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so I think
1: that matches what you were saying.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a big thing for me. But I also recognize that it is not something that happens overnight. Like you have to experience certain things to get that level of self-assuredness, right? Yeah, you do. <clears throat> what about for you?
1: I think, you know, that's this is something that has um, just been reoccurring for me recently. Just because um, there are just so many constant reminders. I think that a lot of us, we wear our confidence. Or, honestly, like the lack thereof mm. on... on you, For the most part, you know, I think that the way that we interact with each other is so inauthentic that um, I'm always wondering what I can do to be as authentic as possible, which means that will have to exude some type of confidence for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So for what that means, too, for me, is just mean it means really being in tune with myself. And me really understanding what it is that I want. And what direction I'm going in. Without any voices. It means like complete utter silence. Mm -hmm. That's what confidence means to me. That I'm just so sure (coughs) in the path that I'm going on. That I feel deliberate in the way that I'm going to move. I think that that overall will help exude confidence in the other areas in my life. As long as I'm in tune with who I am. Um, But I thought that. Valentine's Day after being after Valentine's Day I thought it was such a good conversation to have because you know it's it's a holiday that's really rooted in sometimes our confidence and mm-hmm. I think that we we call it love and, and it's honestly like how confident are you in your relationship to put it out there how you know like how vulnerable and it's all vulnerability which mm-hmm. is truly what it is um, and there are people who are looking at other people's lives and they feel like they lose their confidence off of an inauthentic portrayal of what life really is. Mm
0: -hmm. Or one-sided portrayal.
1: One-sided. But at that same time, it's still inauthentic because it can't capture everything. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It can't capture everything. So I thought it was just a good good space for us to just talk about what that journey is and what that looked like because I think a lot of that is really doing a lot of soul-searching. And really understanding who you are as a person and being steadfast, like, not moving, not shaking and
0: what you grounded in. So, (laughs) this is going to be an interesting analogy, but sometimes, because, you know, I'm a foodie and I like to cook, um, I relate things to cooking. So, to me, confidence is, it's almost like when you cook something and you have this dish that you know you do really well. But you know you do it really well because you've cooked it several times. You you know you've right. mastered the recipe. You figured it out. You failed a couple times and it didn't work out. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, and it could be as simple as spaghetti, where it's just like maybe one time you made it and all you used was ground beef, and you was like, oh, this is a little bland. And that next time you was like, I should have used a little bit of sausage mixed in with right. that ground beef. And then you like, now that shit was a banger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And it's like but- when you know that you can consistently put out something yep. um that is good. My cousin and I uh Deanna we were talking about that. I was like, we talk about Deanna cuz I'd be like, "Deanna, you can cook. Sometimes you just don't cook. Like your portions just be off." She was like, "I mean, I consider somebody that can cook to be someone that can you you can say you cook when you when you make something and it's consistently good." Right, every right, single right. time, so that's to me kind of how it is with confidence. Where it's just like you learn some things, you figured it out, you made some mistakes, but now you' knocking it out the park every single time because you got experience under your belt to say, yeah. "Well, I'm not going to do that anymore."
1: You know, and I <clears> think I think that's a good point too because confidence is not perfection.
0: Exactly.
1: You know, like, and I think that it can be. To be confident in something, you have to. Some people can get the misconception that it has to be perfect like that all the time. Kind of like when I was saying about the pictures. Right. Like, this is a one, is a snapshot. And so, this doesn't mean that it's perfect all the time. But right now, i have confident that, yeah. Exactly. That when we went overall, this is what it feels like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what mm-hmm. I'm displaying. Mm-hmm. So, confidence, it, it doesn't mean perfection. But I also think it goes back to that it's a me versus me mentality because when you are focused on the outside you're, or out, outside players and people who are running their own race you're not focused on the development that you're making within and mm-hmm. that means when you fail and when you when you get up and try again because you're your own meter you're not looking at anybody else as a gauge you're just looking at your own progress
0: absolutely I say all the time, like, my only competition is myself.
1: And
0: that's the only only person that I can use as a gauge. Um, as long as I'm better than what I was the day before, I know that's so cliche, but that's something that I, like, that I really look at all the time, which is like, Mm -hmm. all right, Courtney, today wasn't great, but you made more progress than what you did yesterday. Yep. Um, For me, my confidence as well, I think it's important to know for myself, um, is my spiritual connection with God. I know that there are certain things that are already promised to me, and so that's a confident booster for me. It's like, I don't have to worry about, like, this, it may be rough right now, and trust me, there were definitely those times where, like, funds were low, didn't necessarily have the job that I wanted. And I know it's not good right now, but I'm not worried because I already know that there's something greater on the other side. Right. And so knowing knowing that I've been promised blessings and favor and abundance, that makes me even more confident. Like, you know what? I ain't even got to deal with y'all's shit today because I'm good. (laughs) I'm always be good.
1: I really believe in that, like having some type of foundation, um, whether that be rooted in whatever choice of religion Mm -hmm. you want it to be, um, just having some type of compass and moral compass that can help you or that can always be your resource to go back to that can really Um, that can be reliable because that's what confidence is, is is to have a reliable source that you can return back to. So if you have that foundation, I think that's critical. And I really noticed that one of the things that made that so evident for me, um, but it was when Kobe Bryant passed away Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and it was when I, you know, I, and granted I grieved and I was upset and I was sad because it was tragic in the way that it happened. But I was so confident in his faith that I know that it had to be somewhere better that he went. And that gave me
0: a peace.
1: And so I feel like to go through the world without having some type of peace, Mm -hmm. when everything seems to be chaotic, you have to find out what that is to you. And there's so many different things, even outside of spirituality and religion and things like that. Just having sacred things to yourself that ground you. I call them pick-me-ups. To certain people like oh you having a bad day you need to pick me up and so what that is is your foundation what what when everything is going crazy you have this one thing or two or three or other three outlets that you can go back to so that you can regain that confidence it is to be centered within yourself Mm -hmm. sometimes that may look like a walk in the park for me i love parks um sometimes it's working out sometimes that's a book sometimes It's a bath. Like, it can be anything, but you have to have those foundations.
0: Mm -hmm. What are the things that um, restore you? My friends and I often talk about, like, we are constantly pouring and pouring and pouring. So, like, what are you intentionally doing to make sure that you are poured back into? Right. Um, And that's important because when you're pouring that way, it's a lot easier for your confidence to decrease as well because you have nothing left to give and you have nobody else or you don't have anything pouring back into you. And that's not to say that like, but you also know I I feel a way about this where it's just kind of like it all starts with self. (laughs) We say that all the time. But let's not act like there's a certain level of importance for the people that are around you like it does start with self, but it doesn't end there either. You know what I mean? Right. Where it's just like, yes, I do absolutely love myself, but I surround myself with certain people so that I can get poured into and I can be restored because some some days it just ain't enough. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like, that's true. Some, some days I need my cheering squad.
1: Yeah, you do. <clears throat> that's a tribe. Yeah. No, but that's that's absolutely real. Um, goodness. I will say, <laughs> so I, I believe in everything that you said and I believe in those foundations and I believe in that tribe too. Um, one of the things that you said that I wanted to go back to was that concept of proving yourself. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've seen it, you know, I'm a, I'm a Joe Budden fan. So Joe Budden has mm-hmm. an interview with, um, Big Sean. And one of the things that were reoccurring for the, in the conversation that he had with Big Sean was that he felt like he had to prove himself, and whether it be to him or to anybody else. That sense of knowing you're worthy without being anything else, without having to prove anything to yourself or proving anything to anybody else, is such a strong concept that I think women deserve to take the time to wrap their minds around. Because you don't have to do anything extra. Not one extra eyelash, not a drop of lip gloss, not a twig, not a track, not a color on the nails, not a bra, not a butt lift, not a foundation. Like, without anything extra that we do to beautify ourselves, which I love to do. Don't get it twisted. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Without any of that stuff, we're still worthy. And so, I think that that's so important to find. That's so important to be in search of. And, and that, I have been watching so many um, posts and I'm always really careful or try to be really careful with my words because like, and, and the great words of our friends Crystal mm-hmm. and Kinsuri, words mean things. Words mean things. Phrases mean things when you put those words together. And I see a lot of women who are based on like you know I, I've never felt more as a woman when this 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 happened. And I I agree some of those experiences do enhance your experience as a woman. But you are a whole woman without any of it. Any of it. Any of it. And so I think that's just so important. Just as especially me and you two we're single. Especially going out to single women like you are enough. You don't need anything extra. You don't you don't have to be. Any more involved, any leftist involved, any more courageous, any less courageous, you're just enough. And I just think that message has just been being shouted to me so much recently. Like, you I have to tell people that they're worthy.
0: And and it's, I mean, it's for single women. And you said this, like, it's all women. Because you think, of, think about it in the reverse, where it's just like, you got mothers who are trying to do the balancing act of being a mother, a friend, a sister... Uh, a professional, a wife, like you are enough and you're doing enough. And that's not to say that it's perfect. We can all improve. Um, but again, you're absolute you're absolutely enough just as you are, and and honestly, because I recently have had some of those moments of not feeling as confident, like professionally, mm-hmm. and I really had to like snap myself out of it and recognize the space that I was, uh, the space that I was in, because I did feel like, you know, well, what am I doing? Or like, what's going on that, do I have to do this extra work to, you know, prove A, B, and C, to prove my expertise, to approve, you know, whatever. Um, and I was just like, no, with the, with the work that you do and this is, this has really made it a shift for me. Because it's changing, like how I want to appro- approach the rest of my career. Where it's just like, yeah, I, I get, I get a thrill, and I'm passionate about, um, continuous and improve, continuous improvement, change management, culture at work. Right. Mm-hmm. I love all of that, and get and the I, workplace popping. Right. Get the get that workplace popping.
1: It's fun when you work somewhere fun.
0: Or not even fun, just equitable and happy and respectful. Like all of that. But when you just enjoy the people you work with, exactly. when you learn how to enjoy the people you work with, it is nothing like going
1: to work when the folks are lit. And and that
0: and I guess I say that where like it doesn't have to be fun because it's it might not always be fun, but at the end of the day, people wanna be respected. And yeah. I wanna know that we're like for me we're on the same path in terms of like morally and ethically. Right. And so I've decided for myself, it's not me. It's them. If you're not ready to be in this space, I need to go to places where like, you're asking for this. You're right. ready. For, you know what I mean? Like, so you remember like growing up and your mind would be like, I'm on my way. Uh-huh. Be ready. I, I need to be working with those when type I get of people. Right. Be ready when I get outside. Have your
1: shoes on I will leave you.
0: And those are the type of people that I, you know, that I personally need to work with where it's just like if this is something you're ready for, then I got you. I no longer question my my skill set and what I'm bringing to the table. It's not me, it's them. Right. But it will have you, and that's, that's just work, but it will have I think we see it all the time and it's almost kind of back to that gaslighting conversation in relationships where it's just like, you're like, well, what am I doing wrong? He says this or she says that and I feel confused. Like, is it me? What am I doing? It's like, no, sis, you are worthy just as you are.
1: Yes, you are. Yes, you are.
0: And if they're not ready, be confident someplace else.
1: And that's the thing, and, and that's one of the beautiful things about the positions that we put ourselves in, and it's not even so much about, well, I want to stop, I want to stop dismissing our accolades, but the the years of investing in your education, the years of investing in professional development, things like that, so when things like this happen, you can transition in a, in a matter that's effective for you.
0: Exactly.
1: So that's why it's always important to stay prepared in situations like that. Always make sure your resume is constantly being updated. That doesn't necessarily necessarily mean updated um, physically, but make sure that you're doing things to add to your value.
0: Stay ready, so you which also means
1: that will help you build your confidence in what you contribute as exactly. long as you keep investing in yourself. If you keep investing in yourself, it will do nothing but build your confidence because. That's one thing that I stand on is that nobody can tell me that I don't work hard enough. I got the receipts. Right. And one of the things that I learned, too, is that when you look around your life, if like we said, focus on the day-to-day, those small things, and those those gradual changes you can make. But on the grand scheme of things, you look up your life as a sum total of the choices that you've made. Mm-hmm. That in itself are the receipts to the work that you're able to do. And honestly, you looking at yourself, too, is is evidence of the confidence that, that you are possibly exuding. Like, how are you taking care of yourself? Because it shows physically, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Um... What has been your biggest struggle with confidence? Oh. um,
1: Two. Okay. One, I will say, which is probably not as talked about as much, but I think one of the things I struggled with was my height. Hmm. Yeah, I, I never really enjoyed being really tall.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, it always made me stand out in a way that it's one thing to stand out as a characteristic in your personality; it's another thing to physically stand out, yeah. <laughs> like to literally like walk in a party and be your heels on, you the first person that everybody sees, like, girl, your ex is over there, he in the left corner. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go over there. there. No, 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 our friends are in the back. Like, I see everything, I can peep everything. And I think that always used to bother me, that I was just, like, so tall. Like, Mm -hmm. how in the hell am I that tall? And I think it became, I think something changed. You know, because first it was always, like, the big girl, the tall girl, the, you know, like, and then that bigger, tall girl became stallions, and this was before Megan the stallion came out. I started yeah. hearing people refer like to 15 years ago. Right, tall women <laughs> and stallions. I was like, "What the hell? Like, let me really go look up what the stallion looks like." Like, we grew up in Cleveland. I ain't looking at horses. I don't know the difference between <laughs> different types of horses. So I look up the stallion. I was like, "This is really a beautiful horse." And mm-hmm. then I start seeing more women are confident in their confident in their in their height, like Megan Thee Stallion, like um, Michelle Obama, like mm-hmm. those women are tall women. They're they're big, beautiful, tall women, and they're so confident about it. Um, and so that really helped me because at that point I didn't see anybody who looked like me. Mm-hmm. I didn't see anybody who Mm-mm. I thought was having those same struggles. Or feeling like all oh, the guys were too short to today. I didn't I didn't know. You know, some people have height preferences, and it's not because they're going to be taller than they manage, it's just because right, they just, can't have height preferences. Yeah. So I'm just like, let, let, me sit in, it's just like let me sit in the front seat. Or the people who don't let you sit in the front seat, and they'd be like, you can sit in the back, and you'd be like, I'm almost six foot. Like, what do, you, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? So that was um, something that I struggled with. Also, you know, I also struggle with having confidence, and this is a good time to talk about this, too, in our heritage. That's something that I've recently learned and recently (coughs) grappled with. Um, I remember when I was working at an institution, it was the first institution that I worked at, and we did an icebreaker. And during the icebreaker, they asked people to introduce themselves, uh, introduce each other. And mm-hmm. to to tell what tell what your name is, where, where you were from. Now that I think about this, this is not a inclusive.
0: Because um, yes. I'm over here like, what facilitator activity. did this?
1: Right. So <laughs> when we did it, people were going around and they were like, "Hey, my name is so and so." And I was hearing like German last names mm-hmm. and um, uh, Irish last names and Italian last names, and I was just like, "Well, my name is Kiana." My mama named me after, you know, this girl that she knew, she really liked her name and that's it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh my God, like everybody knows where they are from and I'm not, I don't know where I'm from. And for me, I felt a little bit of shame. Like I felt yeah. a little bit of shame in that. And I was just like, okay, this is, um, this, this isn't fun. Like this isn't fun. This, this game that they talked about is real. Like now I feel disconnected. Yeah. In a way that I've never felt disconnected. Like, so all y'all know where y'all from, and I'm I'm less than because I don't. You know what I mean? Like, you start to question all types of stuff. Um, or like, why? How come my mom didn't tell me? She don't know what she doesn't know. Right. We don't know what we don't know. And so it took me honestly. I I, I, I have good friends who started to help me learn more, um, doing my own research and reading different books and reading different literature and really changing my perspective and how I receive. You know the strength of our people, especially the strength of our women, because we are always silenced and told not to be strong and to be meek and to be all these different things. So I think that walk is still continuing to this day. But I will say, after going overseas, it wasn't until like I left this continent that I felt like, you know, I'm really confident who I am as a black person, as a black woman, because I saw us represented in a way not even represented I saw us cherished in a way that we just are forsaken here in the United States and I felt so confident even though that we may be called like the lost people of the black or brown people Mm -hmm. who are you know from descendants of slaves in the U.S. but it was now I see like our our culture is everywhere the people who lost the most are so impactful every single place on this planet And that is the most beautiful thing that i ever seen. And that gave me a different type of confidence that I never thought I could
0: have. That's what's up. Yeah.
1: So, that's off my soapbox. What about
0: you, Shari? (laughs) I knew that question was going to come back. Um, And I've really been trying to think about it. It's not that I have been consistently confident. Um, I'm really just trying to think about what I want to share. You bossy? nah um, oh, okay. you know I think that is one though um I I I think I'm perceived as a very confident person and oftentimes the strong friend um, yes. and so that is actually something that I struggle with a little bit because, I am like I think it's in my nature to want to help those that are around me. Yeah. But I'm also always in need of help. Right. And so I think because there I am perceived as the strong friend and and I don't and I'm not really sure why or that I have it all together. Um I don't think I get some of that in return a lot. I can see that. Um, so that, that is a little bit of a struggle, but at the same time, I also know because I am that person. Well, I do I, part of me does know why I could be perceived this way. Cause I'm not also the one asking, um, mm-hmm. asking for help. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's assumed that I don't need anything. And I won't even say it. it's a fair assumption. So I don't want to make it seem like it's on anybody else. Um, because I haven't asked. Um, and so I think that's, that's another layer of it too, is that like, not always being, comp? like, I don't want to have to ask anybody for anything. I don't want it to look like I can't do. Um, and I will say that I think that has even, um, played a role in some relationships.
1: Absolutely. Where, you take who you are into every relationship.
0: Right, um, And it's not, and and I will say this though, the right ones, the right ones have seen the shift where it's like, it's nice to be able to come home. And when I say come home, come home to a significant other and not have to constantly lead. Right. I am so often um, speaking up and advocating for everybody else that when I Mm -hmm. get home, I just want to just be and not have to make a decision. That's I want to come home favorite. and babe is just like this is what we picking up for dinner.
1: Give it, I got it. Give it, I got it. Like I'll hand it to you. Give it I got it.
0: Yeah. I'll hand it to you. So that I and so it's an interesting um line that I teeter because I'm not always the most confident person, but yeah. but I know that that is um, the perception for some people. And so how do you, and I, and I know how, because I will say in recent years, I've done a lot better, but I do think it has also been about the space that I've been in. Mm-hmm. And by space, I mean the people that I'm surrounded with. So there are people in my life that make it a point to create that safe environment for me to mm-hmm. ask for help. For right. me to say, look, I don't need anything. I just need your prayers. This is what's going yep. on. That type of thing. Um I would say that's my biggest thing. That's my
1: I think that's a good one. And I will say you have gotten a lot better. Um still ways to go, but you you come a long way.
0: Yeah. And and I'm I'm a proud way. of that. That is I've there've even been a couple people in my life that I've had to I have not won't say i haven't been the fondest of but um there's always been a little just a slight little disconnect i'm like just "Mm, i'm not sure about them like i consider them a friend but there's still something a little where i'm not necessarily going to give you everything and it was just like courtney these are some of the people that have stepped up these are some of the people that have checked on you these are you know what i mean like whether you feel like it's genuine or not they have at least tried because right. there are other people that have not that, that just, just won't. haven't haven't will um and see nothing wrong with it either mm. and so it's just like you you even as an adult sometimes have to do that reevaluation and i already got a small circle
1: <laughs> but that evaluation is for me it's constant it's constant because um
0: 'Cause you're constantly changing. Like you
1: you are, and I'm like evolving every single day and it's scary at a at a pace that I think is just faster too. I think as we're getting older, you just see yourself changing faster. Um but I think you have to run those assessments and I think it's important because if you don't, you gonna miss out on key players that you may need to move. It's like chess. It's never checkers, mm-hmm. it's chess. And so you may have players that may be ready now for you to make some moves with. And you may Mm -hmm. be missing out on that because you're not running assessment on in your life.
0: And And there are some players that it's okay to let go. And I know I say this to you all the time. So I don't I have not I've honestly not had to reevaluate my circle in years. Almost ever. And I say almost ever because I'm a reserved person. I'm also very observant and I feel like I can read people. Like if I were in a room right now full of people that I never met, I feel like I would be able to read them all. And I'm 90% sure that I would be right. You know what I mean? So that's just like, I just connect well with energies. I just know, but and I say this to you all the time, like you got different friends and different people for different things, and so mm-hmm. it's not necessarily that somebody has to be removed, but you just got to reevaluate how much weight they're carrying.
1: You know that's that's real, and I I literally was just talking to somebody about that because I remember you telling me that, and I think now I'm just got I've gotten to the point that I was to,
0: like, huh? I said, were you actually need to apply it?
1: Yeah, where I, where I need to apply it because I was just going through some internal things with some people and I was just like okay, people are not indispensable. Um, Everybody has value mm-hmm. and that does not just because you feel some type of way about this instant doesn't negate everything else Yeah, you know, in terms of your relationships. So with that being said, that means that people get less of you. You need to figure out who, who's worth your energy and who's not. And it's not even that who's worth my energy, it's just who... It really is who's worth it because I'm going to invest my energy in where it can be reciprocated. Yeah. So, I'm trying to double my investments. I'm trying to double up. Yeah. Okay? And if you can't double up with me, then we our energies can't go together right now.
0: Or what are we doubling easy. up on? If we doubling up right. on, if you're the it friend and I know you're going to meet me there, cool. But if I need right. to talk to you about my therapist or business... But I think that
1: that I think though for those people though those are really like associates. I wouldn't call them friends. That's like to true. call somebody a friend is such a sacred role in somebody's life. Like the way that I look at friendship, like fr- friends for me, I even it's it, it can be controversial even to say this that I think they should be valued even higher than romantic relationships because. At some time, sometimes, like when you go through life, and I'm learning that now, like when you go through life, I've had seasons where I've had great boyfriends. That's not to speak to anything about their relationship, but relationships change, and some of them, some of them last, some of them don't. Some people pass away. Some people, you know, like life Mm -hmm. goes on. And the one thing that has always been constant for me that I will say is my tribe is my is my friends. Yeah, my friends are that constant. Like when my dad passed away. My friends was in there standing against the wall. Like, them, my, my friends. Yes. There wasn't no boyfriend at that time. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, when I'm looking around and you thinking about who you're going through life with, who sees you have your babies, help you bury your husband, help you, you know, help you bury your mom, help you go to college, through college, help you when you just had, you know what I mean? Anything that goes wrong. Um surgeries and where mm-hmm. you can get your hair braided and girl, this is going on. Like mm-hmm. that is really has been my backbone. Yeah. And so I'm not giving that title out to everybody. So those people who are just tickets, they have to be my associates. I know you by association and there's nothing wrong with that, but my core group, I, I have to have, some, it has
0: to be multifaceted. Like you it can't has just to be, be that, it
1: yeah. has to be. Cause you can't be that close to me and not, and just think that you're going to get, all of this good energy just for nothing Mm -hmm. in return. Mm -hmm.
0: So I have one more question. What are you most confident about? What Mm. have you struggled with the least?
1: I'm most confident in that I'll mess up. I'm most confident in that I'll drop the ball. I'm most confident that... um, I'll have many trials, but I'm also most confident that I'll get back up and I'll try again and that I—that God will always be my source, that I'm confident in that. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing that I can really rely on. I don't know what else is going to happen. I can't foresee a lot of things. I have my own visions of how I want things to play out, but I'm confident in that. Those are the things that I know will happen, and those are the things that I know I'm confident that I'll pass.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here okay. Give me you um i am most confident in my faith in my god um kind of same as you because I feel like with that everything like everything else falls into place I um it hasn't always been that way but when but because God has shown up for me time and time again hmm child I won't have a whole time and time again I ain't got nothing else to worry about yeah and then the other thing is um my family what I like to call my foundation like there are the way I've seen my family and this is this is how we were raised Is it's so funny we just kind of instinctively did certain things so like when my uncle passed at the end of the year um, and also when my aunt was diagnosed with cancer, um, last year, last summer to see the way that, and even with some of my own health concerns to see the way that my family, we just automatically step in. Like when my, aunt, my aunt, when my aunt went into the hospital, I was just like, it wasn't even a thought. Right. Like, okay. Deanna, I'm on my way. Um Right. To find, you know, and this was before we found out that she had cancer, but it was just like, this is, I mean, so this is me driving to Cleveland. I know that's not me coming from L.A. or anything, but this is a testament of how we we drop things in, within our bandwidth because if we can't, we can't, you know what I mean? But we're going to show up in whatever way that we can. And so I'm most confident in that foundation and I, I'm with you where it's just like with my friends. That's why it's a privilege for me to call you a friend. Or that's why it's a privilege for you to be around my family because this is sacred ground right here. Yeah. (laughs) This is sacred territory. Like, not everybody gets this.
1: No, Um, they don't. You got good people, too. I like your people. (laughs) Thank you for sharing them with me.
0: No problem. Um, So those those two things, I know I will always be good. And that's outside of the confidence that I have in myself. But I know when... Winning if I don't, if I ain't got nothing else, I got them.
1: That is for sure. That's good. I was gonna go back to the point too. I was gonna say there has been like this resurgence of confidence in myself. Like I feel like I Dang. look up and I'm just like, damn, you worked hard. You really
0: did and you this. killing it.
1: Like you really did this, and that constantly just blows my mind every time. I'd be like, wow, this is mine, or not? oh wow, I'm here and you, I worked for it and I worked
0: Girl, for I it. i be looking and at and my I mean, bank I'm, account like that sometimes. I'm like, Yes, bitch, you did. that. Yes,
1: yes, it's mine, it's yours. You work, you worked hard for it, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with being confident in who you are and how you've contributed to the world and how you've contributed to yourself. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm doing a damn good job. Yep, I'm you doing are too, sis. Damn good job.
0: Yes, we are. So that's that. Um, anything else you want to add to this conversation? We're almost at an hour.
1: Oh yeah. Um, no. Stay disciplined, keep your foundation together, and that'll that'll keep her confidence. Confidence is a byproduct of the things you do repetitively.
0: Let's um let's think of a question that we can pose to our followers on Instagram. Around this uh, topic, and let's keep you all engaged on this conversation. I would love to hear from the folks about this topic around confidence.
1: I think so too, because confidence means something to everybody. Everybody has their own battles, and we mm-hmm. want to make this as transparent as possible. We want yeah. community.
0: Yes, we in community.
1: Come on, friends.
0: All right. Well, with that being said, we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna come back with um our tips and brunch spots. Alrighty, and we're back. Um, we Damn. do tips first, not brunt spots. I had that wrong last week. Right? You kind
1: of bounced back. Okay. Well, two weeks ago, but you
0: bounced back. Okay, so Tiana's gonna give you guys our tip. Yes, I have our what? tips. Yes, for two, plural. Two tips.
1: Okay, so our first tip of the week. How about I give the tips and then you can decide how much of a tip we. Leave?
0: Okay, I'm going to need both of them first, then I'll decide.
1: Okay, that's cool. So, that's how much you got to budget the money. Yep. Got to make sure the point's right. That's okay, I respect that. Okay, so our first tip is going to Khalil Payne. He is a 16-year-old from Cobb County High School. Um, Cobb County is in Atlanta, y'all. And he is a cellist headed to Carnegie Hall. Yes. Khalil said that when he first picked up his cello, he felt an instant connection to it. And the reason why, this is just so dope to me. And it's just so amazing. I don't know if y'all know this. I know some people are like, you more hear about people who were in band. I wasn't in band. I was in the orchestra. I played the violin. so anybody who was on any type of strings is just, It's just the coolest thing in the world to me. So, shout out to Khalil Payne. Um, I think it's so dope what you're doing. Keep studying. Keep practicing. When you're ready to go to college, hit me up. Let me help you. Um, (laughs) That is just so dope. We're going to get you as many scholarships as we can. So, my next tip is going to go to Trevor Noah. I so, almost did him. This works Trevor out. Trevor Noah. I love Trevor Noah. And I've loved Trevor Noah for quite some time. Um, I read his book, Born a Crime. And when I tell you, it was one of the most informative and um just comedic books. Like, it was informative, but yet you're laughing out loud. Like, I'm laughing out loud on planes. And it's one of those books that you really are just into. You can hear him speaking to you in your head and as an avid reader it was such an enjoyable book to read but this is aside from his book this is because trevor noah on his show he has these excerpts in his show Mm -hmm. where um they're not scripted it's just him engaging with the audience and so he was having a conversation about the prison industrial system and how black boys go not only the prison industrial system um but talking about i forget his name let me double check Yes, I don't want. I don't. Um... I do not want to misquote because his name deserves to be be said correctly. Um, but he was talking about Mike Bloomberg and mm-hmm. the Stop and Frisk, and so he was just explaining what he he has such a beautiful way of, it, not even just beautiful, but authentic way of really saying how black boys feel. When they go through those processes, like growing up in the inner city, that's just something that you see routinely. I grew up in the inner city of Cleveland and it's just something that you, you knew that he had some type of personal experience with it. And those Mm -hmm. boys don't get to talk enough about the trauma that they receive day to day to day by the hands of police officers. And the fact that it was recorded from Mike Bloomberg saying that he, um, literally just made it a policy to throw black boys against mm-hmm. the wall and to just staple them as criminal no matter what they look like their background just because they were black or brown it, it was just disgusting to hear but we all knew what it was from the very beginning but Trevor Noah did a great um a great job at articulating what that struggle is like for African-Americans even though he's not African-American mm-hmm. um but he but he's black and and Brown. So he, he feels what that felt like growing up in apartheid. So it, it it was just very authentic. And I felt like more people need to hear more people talk like that. If you, if you hear about those real life experiences, you would judge people a lot less for the action, for their actions.
0: So he did that during, um, what they call in between takes. Mm -hmm. I think that's like an actual segment now because that's Mm -hmm. time that he spends with the audience so it's not like it's not a part of the show but it ends up being a part of the show and if nothing else because I actually don't watch the show but I I always watch it in between takes me too and so and and I appreciate it because I think he also just kind of gives the audience an opportunity to you know just ask randomly ask questions it's not it's not scripted or anything like that so that's sometimes like where the conversation comes from. Um, so I just think it's really dope that he does that. But I almost did that too. So that worked out. They are both going to get 75% tips. Ooh, bitcoins!
1: Ow. Ching, ching, ching. I'm making it right.
0: Yep. <laughs> okay. Because y'all
1: don't know how much we ate. Y'all don't know what we ordered. But <laughs>
0: <Right. laughs> 75% is good on any tip though. On any check. That's very true. Um, okay. So I'm going to give the brunch spot this week and the brunch spot that I'm giving is a skillet here in Columbus. It's in between the German and Marion village area. Okay. Um, it is, it has, it has, it's like one of those places that has character. Like it's a, it's a little building on the corner Mm -hmm um brick it has this like black and white awning but it just it just has character so i like it sounds like
1: it sounds germantown-ish yes
0: okay Um, so i like the vibe of it just because it feels it feels like it still like has some culture to it which i think you know i say this all the time like i feel like you gotta go almost gotta go overseas for this but columbus can be a little stiff to me um so Mm -hmm. it still feels like it has a little culture to it but um Good food, good atmosphere. It's small, so it's almost kind of like a little hole in the wall. But they do have like some outside seating as well. So I actually, I was sitting outside, and it's like literally almost yes. on a um sidewalk type of feel. Yeah. Um, but it's dope for people watching and yeah. Um, and and the food was really good. So if you are in Columbus, check out Skillet's. Um, yeah I, I went with a friend um I can't remember what they had but anyway the food was good check it out if you ever have a chance and send us some of your brunch spots tell us where you yes,
1: let me know where you're going you know what actually I've decided that when I'm going to different cities I'm going to be on the brunch page like I want y'all to tell me where to go. I want to know where to eat when I'm in y'all cities. Y'all from a lot of different places, especially a lot of New Yorkers. I saw we mm-hmm. have a lot of New Yorkers. So when I'm in New York, y'all going to let list? me know where to go. Yes, you did, St. Okay. Dallas. There's okay. some places that I'll go, but let me know. Pull up on me. We can go to brunch together. We can chat it out, okay? We can chat yes. it out. Uh, bring it to your city. So All
0: right, hit you- the um the socials.
1: All right, so follow us across your social media platforms. Y'all, I really think it's a fun time to get engaged. We're going to post um, a question regarding the topic that we discussed today. We're going to put it into Facebook too. We just want you guys to start interacting with each other. We want to start interacting with you too because we really do want community. So follow us across our social media platforms so you can know what's going on, where groups to hop in. You can follow us on Facebook. Our group is called Bitches Love Brunch. Our Instagram is bitches double underscore love double underscore brunch. Wherever you're listening to us on right now, any of your streaming platforms, feel free to follow us, rate us, review us. Um, It's important. Share us. uh, Tag us because... That'll help the podcast grow. We're trying to grow. We're trying to talk to more people. We just want to build a safe space for all of us to be able to come, commune, drink, have a good time, eat good, um, all the things that bougie girls like. So yep. um, that's it, y'all. All
0: right. Until next Until, time. Oh, my goodness. I was just about to say that. Until next time.
1: Y'all later. Time?
0: Deuces.